Yeah. So I got my bow tie on, yeah I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah Wow, wow I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah I could be suitin' up So I got my bow tie on, yeah Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow I could be suitin' up so I got my bow tie on, yeah. I could be chillin' now. So I got my dad hat on, yeah. Dad hats and bow ties. Dad hats and bow. Dad hats and bow ties. Dad hats and bow ties. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Dad Hats and Bow Ties. It is the Kid XAB. It's your boy D Flo. And again. We got to apologize because we ended up taking off a week by accident. I don't know how this keeps happening, but uh, just so that the audience is aware. So last week we had all intentions of recording and everybody was ready. And Distinguished the God has got a new laptop, you know, pandemic come ups. Everybody got everybody got something new. Um, and he ran into a little issue with the. With the technology, so that's also why he's not with us today. But um, yeah, so he'll uh hopefully be with us soon, and we are just gonna fix this shit all together because our office will be back up and running in, I'd say maybe a week or two. So lit, lit, <laughs> we'll lit. be back in the office soon. Factuals, Blake. Uh, you got any all mans, flow? Besides this heat, nah, man, you know, been chilling, doing my thing, man, doing my doing, man, you know, all here, my life, and life. Besides the 67 features from Soldier Boy, I'm good, you feel me? Yo, uh, man, we're going to get into that in a second. Um, I don't have any all-mans either. The only thing I want to say is I actually want to big up, like, everybody because when I go on my timeline now, I'm just seeing, like, a lot of people just reaching their goals and, and kind of, like, they're happy and... I seen friends getting new apartments. I'm seeing friends living out their their dreams in terms of their creativity. I'm seeing people go the entrepreneur route and succeeding. So there's just a lot of positivity on my timeline, and um, it's 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 amazing. So it's facts. No all man, just just shout outs. But uh, now we can get into the shits. Uh, oh let's, shit! Yeah, let's just get straight to it. Saturday. We had Soldier Boy versus Bow Wow. How did you oh, feel about man. that versus, bro? Honestly, bro, it was. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I ain't even gonna hold you, bro. I enjoyed it. Um, it might have been the best versus. One yeah, of the best it was versus. Thoroughly entertaining to the fullest. Um, just fun to watch, man. Shout out to Bow Wow. He made me want to go watch a Millennium tour. I'm like, damn, goddamn, Bow Wow performance ready. You think he's performance shape? Boy, I'm yeah, he is about. in performance shape. Like yeah, he's he was killing it, man. If if anything, he earned both of them. To be honest with you, they earned a new level of respect from me. Like I think before this, everybody had their had their own little th- thoughts about it. But honestly, 
they they got some respect for me, man. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, gotta give it. I gotta put it where it is. Bow Wow, the person is still goofy to me. Uh, yeah, I don't but, think but that's the artist. Shad Moss is but, goofy. Yeah, but but Bow Wow, uh, the artist is the artist, the performer for verses. He put on a show, like Back. he put on a show, and I guess they both must have said to each other, like, "Yo, we gonna bring out special guests." And I think that that was a great touch, but it confirmed what we've been saying about Versus for a long time is that this is going to turn into a concert series. I agree. And I don't know if people were charged to watch uh, the show, but I feel like that's coming. I feel like it's going to be a concert series. I still think it, it, they're probably going to keep it on social platforms, but I feel like we're going to start seeing it be like, yo... Los Angeles, Wiz Khalifa versus XYZ, and you're going to have to pay your $20, $40 ticket to go into the venue and watch the verses, and then they're also going to stream it. And the only reason why they're going to keep it stream-wise is because not everybody is going to go to these states. Like, if they do something in Atlanta, not everybody's going to fly to Atlanta to go watch the verses. Although they Mm -hmm. may, it might be like a little boxing thing, but nonetheless, that's still kind of how boxing gets it off and Showtime still streams it or whatever and mm-hmm. people not going. Could, not everybody could fit in the stadium, man. It's paper. It's The only thing I think that, that that might fuck it up is if they go to pay-per-view. Besides that, if they do it concert-wise and they still stream it live, then I'm good with that. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like this versus was definitely the bridge between the outside versus and the inside versus. Like, I know Eve versus uh, Trina kind of gave a concert vibe too, but they weren't in the same building, so that kind of like threw things off slightly. But this felt like the the gap. This felt like, nah, we we, we straight concert now. Like, mm-hmm. So this shit is, is, is lit. Bow Wow definitely dope. won, in my opinion. I yeah, feel Bow like Wow, Bow wow definitely won, I think. Soldier Soldier had some songs too, but I think pound for pound, radio wise, Bow Wow came with the hits. He yeah. came with the hits, man. Soldier can't keep up, unfortunately. Can't like, keep up now. Like I knew it once he played Make It Clap three times in a row. I was like, all right, this nigga don't got enough hits. He knows it. And he is just stalling for time right now. Like, but they did an excellent job all together. They put on a hell of a show. That's what I expect from Versus moving forward. Like, I ain't even trying to hear none of that other goofy shit. If y'all not putting on a show like that, then don't do the Versus. Um, shit. Right after that, it was like this week, and this weekend was jam-packed with shit. With mad shit, bro. I agree. <laughs> right after that was the BET Awards yesterday. I didn't get um, to see the whole thing, man. I got to finish. Why I, didn't, I only got to see, like, pieces of it. But um, I I didn't get I to saw. see the ending. I didn't get to see the Queen Latifah tribute last night, and I didn't get to see the full DMX tribute last night. But I watched the clips today. Yeah, man, I, I watched some of the clips today as well. And honestly, I, I I'm gonna be honest. I did not know the BET Awards was this weekend. That's one. It was poorly promoted. I didn't see it. Maybe because I don't got cable and I be on 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 somebody. I didn't see it on social media. I ain't seen nobody sharing. Nah, they it. promoted it pretty. They've been promoting for a while. They've been on social media promoting heavy. Maybe maybe it's just not around the circle of people that I follow, and that's that's probably how I didn't notice it. 
but I feel like I was, I didn't even know about it. Like, I randomly saw it last night on certain people's stories. And I'm like, oh, shit, the BT Awards is on? Let me go check this shit out. And um, I saw pieces of it, and then I didn't really get to finish watching it. And today I was watching the highlights. But all in all, the performances look pretty decent. Didn't look like so. The performances look decent. Um, I didn't get to see all of it yet, so I probably missed out a few goofy ones. But all in all, it seemed like a decent situation. Nah, yo, honestly, this is the second year in a row that I felt like BET delivered. Like last year during the pandemic, they did an excellent job with the BET Awards. I feel like they probably had the best award show out of all of the award shows, including the Grammys, um, mm-hmm. during the pandemic season. Like, their award show stood out. They did it excellent, even with the recorded performances and just stitching it all together, Amanda Seals. I just think they did an excellent job. And this year, I think they delivered again. Taraji P. Henson did an amazing job as a host. She was mm-hmm. hilarious. She was entertaining. Um, the performances were great. I know there was some... I don't even consider it controversy. I think, you know, people just... They're not... Uh, if you're not, if you're just not going to accept a certain person's lifestyle, you're just not. But the Little Nas X performance was excellent. I think it was dope in terms of like the tribute to to Michael. Um, so I just feel like they they did a great job. They did a great job. Little Nas X did a great job. Her gave me Prince vibes all the way through. Uh, her they definitely mm-hmm. promoting. Like, this is def like they. This is like a perfect rollout for for her. She's in a Gap commercial. The album just dropped. She does the BET Awards. She got a, her own show. She's bringing it back in September. It's like her is just in your face for the next couple of months, and that is like a traditional rollout. Yeah, for she artists. has a very traditional. She has a very traditional, like '90s rollout almost. It's like they really put a lot of time and effort into promoting her project and just gently rolling it out. Like they're promoting it, but they're just moving it step by step. And that's how you're supposed to really. Yeah. And it's like, and yeah, she's hitting, they're hitting all the, 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 the eyes. I mean, they're keeping you, they're keeping her in your face, but in unique ways. Like you see her in a mm. gap commercial and that doesn't feel forced. And then obviously she's on the BET award. She gives an amazing performance. She also wins an award. Um, her album is still doing numbers. You know what I'm saying? So that, it's just a great rollout. They they did it, like you said, traditionally, and I'm 100% with it. Queen Latifah got a Lifetime Achievement Award, 100% for that. That's fire. That's dope. Um, and Cardi B revealed that she was pregnant, which wow. is uh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. I saw that. That's one of the performances that I saw, and I was just like, holy shit. I was like, wow, she she hit that well. I was like, nobody knew she was pregnant. I was like, wow. Well, they, they, they speculated after the Grammy performance, after the WAP performance. Mm. So during WAP, what she was wearing seemed to be like one of those things that kind of tries to hide that you're pregnant. And uh, it turned out that she is pregnant. But uh, yeah, yes, man. super Offset dope. number two. Um. Now, my only question with it, and I'm going to take it off of Cardi and Offset, but my question is, do you feel like people, because remember, 
Offset and Cardi have had their off and on moments, but again, off of them, do you feel like people in relationships try to have a child to fix their problems? I... I'm 50-50 on it. I think a lot of times women do that more so than men but men do it to manipulate women too i think a lot of times people hope my mentality isn't like that so i i would disagree mm. based off my personal mm. opinion but based off how i've seen people do things in in the past and coming up around me not not really i think a lot of people you know pregnancy is a funny thing so certain people I think sometimes the women think getting pregnant would fix it because it would keep the man in the relationship if if he's being if he's if she's feels as if though she's losing him. But I think sometimes men do the same thing to get their girl pregnant to keep her from running the streets. So it's like it's a it's a mixture of different things. There's no straightforward answer to me. I feel like mm-hmm. sometimes people look at that bundle of joy and the some people get a lot of support from their family when they end up pregnant. And some people get like you start getting showered with attention and gifts. And so I can see a scenario where people definitely are like, yo, the relationship is in the dumps right now. But to get it back in a positive way, like. Let's get pregnant. So, I mean, I agree with you. I don't know. I don't know how often that happens, but it made me think about it because of, you know, all the controversy behind cheating and scandals and things of that nature. And then baby number two. And and it almost kind of ties together, too, to the Erica Mena and Safari situation where she was pregnant. And then two weeks later, they're talking about getting divorced. And it almost makes me think, like, well, did... Is there was there potentially a mindset that yo if we get pregnant we'll solve our relationships issues because pregnancy comes with all this joyous occasions and stuff obviously there is the the part where the woman is going through a bunch of like different things with pain and hormones and all of that but uh in in terms of like I think for some people they might see it as a distraction away from Let's say there was a cheating situation between a couple. And now it's like, well, you pregnant, so you know I ain't going nowhere because there's a new bundle of joy coming our way. Mm-hmm. So let's just get over this cheating scandal and let's just focus on raising this baby. Yeah, I think I think a lot of times it can be used as a distraction. It just depends on what that couple's mentality is. You feel I me? Mean? Like some couples... I got, in my opinion, like I said, in my opinion, I think a lot of times for men, we use it as a distraction. And for women, I feel like it, it gets used as the way to, to wheel or, you know, pull that person back in. Like, you mm-hmm. know, like, you know, some women get pregnant and it's like, well, I'm pregnant now. So, you know, I need you to like, the focus has to be on me. And there's also attention too. So it's, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting thing to me, I think. Most people that I've been around, like I said, pregnancy comes as a way to, as a way to, I guess, yeah, I guess it's a good bonding experience to repatch things up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like if you're arguing a lot, 
You don't got time to argue when you about to raise a child. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or when, you, yeah, when your girl like get pregnant. You, you free focus the energy. You feel me? And you don't want to stress your girl out. I mean, most considerate men. You don't want to stretch your you don't you don't want to stress your woman out during pregnancy. So if the man is considerate, because there are inconsiderate men out there who would just continue to stress her out, if he's considerate, he's gonna take into consideration that she is pregnant and try to keep things calm for the next nine months until the baby is born. So yeah. Going back to little no, I was saying, going back to Little Nas X really quick, I do have to say that I was definitely wrong because I thought he was going to have to sit down after that video came out um, and the way that that was received with, you know, him doing, uh, giving the devil a lap dance and everything like that. I thought that BET 100% was not going to have him perform, and I was 100% wrong on that. They definitely I, had him there. I got I I have to be controversial on this one, man. I don't I didn't care for the fact that he did that performance at the BT Awards. Why I so? I didn't care for it. It's a family friendly show, man. I didn't think it was appropriate. I I wouldn't let my children watch that. But you let them watch Cardi? They didn't watch the show, period. But exactly. So I don't I, I mean, what makes you think that the BT Awards is a family friendly show? I don't feel like it was family friendly from no point of view, bro. Like, what would, what would, I, what do I look like having my, my seven or eight year old sit there watching that type of thing? Like, it didn't matter who it was, whether it was men or women kissing, it was a man and man kissing. It's just not appropriate for children. But that's what I'm saying. The, sh- the BET Awards isn't for children. It's not. It's not meant for children. It's, it's not a rated R show. It's no, but it's not meant for children either. MTV Awards isn't meant for children. The closest thing that you could say could potentially be meant for children is the Grammys, and that's not meant for children either. So I mean, so there's no. So you you're going to you're telling me that the, all these award shows aren't meant for children. They're only meant no, for adults. They're not meant for children. They're probably meant for fourteen and up, which is probably so you, the rating that would, is so is you given. Would say, so you would say all most award shows are PG thirteen. Most awards so most award shows are not meant for kids besides the kids choice awards and the Nickelodeon um, kids awards. Most are not geared for, for kids. I mean, even if you go back to the nineties, you had Britney Spears and you had uh, Madonna kiss on stage. That's not meant for kids. So the, the, the award shows aren't meant for you to sit down with a seven or eight year old in them to watch. And now, of course there are performances that a kid could watch, but they're not designed for kids. Okay. So and we'll leave I mean, it at that. Yeah, I mean, even if you look at the DMX tribute, uh, can't remember the actor's name, but he was screaming. He was saying DMX's lyrics verbatim. There was no, they they do censor certain words, but that's more of an F, um, FCC situation than it is for them to try and dumb it down for kids. But, um. Yeah, I mean, my only my only thing was I I didn't think that you know how BET like totes the line between being like ultra conservative black um, with the religious aspect, and then also I guess they're trying to push themselves forward. Um, so I was I was slightly shocked on that aspect, but I would also say that it felt like this BET Awards was was 
a lot younger. I felt like many of the artists that were highlighted were of the newer generation. Like they had a Beyonce in a category, they had a Drake in a category, but the highlights were the baby, little baby, her, like all of the 26 and under crowd. There wasn't much of the Meek Mills or J. Cole would think was in one category too, but a lot of it was focused on Meg. Like, yeah, that 20, those artists that are about 26 or under. The current, I mean, the most you can say is just the current artists. They are the current artists. You feel me? Like, it feels like they highlighted all the artists that that have become popularized in the last three to four years. Mm -hmm. And those are the ones who are being highlighted. Those are the ones who are being spot, who are given the spotlight. And you know what? It's only fair. It's what's current. You feel me? So, it's the changing of the guard. The guard yeah, is changing. The guard is changing. We have new people. We have new people that are that are pop sensations now, and that's just what the reality is. You know. So. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because this generation of artists—they're pretty dope. Like to be honest, it it doesn't it doesn't feel like the mumble rap era. Like, I don't know if Uzi. I know he has like a dope verse on Tyler the Creator's album that just dropped. But I don't know if Uzi is going to be as relevant as he once was. I don't know if... I mean, We know Yachty is pretty much done. Unless Yachty becomes a rapper, rapper. I don't see his... Sa- like, that mumble sound, I just don't... It's done. It came and it went. Yeah, and yeah this, it's time. Yeah, it's this new generation of rappers, kind of... Or artists, rather. It's kind of back to the fundamentals. The baby... And it brings us back to uh, what Little Duvall was saying. Little Duvall was kind of saying he thinks... The baby is kind of like this generation's ludicrous, and he said, "Little baby is this generation's this generation's uh, Jeezy." I don't agree with the little baby Jeezy comparison, but I definitely the the baby and ludicrous. Ludicrous, I can see that. I can see the baby equaling Luda, and I see little baby more skating between Ti and Jeezy mixed together, mm. where he has the little bit of he he seems a little bit sophisticated. And he also does a little bit of street pop, street sound as well. Um, I think he's a bit more versatile than Jeezy, so I, I kind of push him past Jeezy. Yeah, me too. And I think he has a better vocabulary, so I think he, I, he falls into the same range with T.I. So I think the baby, for sure, he's a new generation of Luda. Like the, and the, 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 and the way he could be animated... The way he could spit very accurately and very like he could ride the beat a certain type of way, like I give the baby his props for that. Um, came out with his own sound, his own flow. Like, yeah, you got to give the baby the props. He literally introduced a different sound. So you know he's doing his thing, little baby. Shout out to that guy. To me, he's still kind of like a mumble rapper, but he doesn't flow the same like them. So he doesn't stood up da 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 like he raps a bit more straightforward. So, but he still is like a little bit of because in certain verses you hear the baby be like, I right, I don't I don't know what he said the last four bars, but it was nice. <laughs> so that's how I think about the baby. I mean, little baby. So yeah, that's how, that's what that's my comments on that for sure. Yeah, nah, little baby is lit. Um. We got some goofy shit to pull up really quick. So let me let me find that. You, you already know we always got we always got a clip for the people. <laughs> let me find this shit cuz 
I honestly, I don't know what niggas be thinking when they say certain things. I think they think they they saying they like they getting something off, but they ain't. Um, this is Sean Kingston. He was on lip service, and I guess they asked him a question regarding like cheating or something like that. And this is what he had to say. Shit, where she was upstairs, and I was having I was fucking another girl downstairs, but. She made me so mad to the point, and that's the only time I ever cheat in a relationship because I don't cheat. But she made it so mad. She hacked my iCloud. She hacked my fucking Instagram. She had all type of shit, bro. Like, she, imagine I just left. I, I wait, just wait, 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 wait. I can't believe Sean, you Sean, did that. Sean, wait, 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 wait. Sean, we do not have no sympathy. While she for you. was in the you house, just said you fucked a girl in the house that the y'all house? shared. You know how, bro is. <laughs> Is that something that you would even attempt to indulge in at any point in life, bro? <laughs> I wouldn't even fuck a girl in the same neighborhood that I live in, bro. Bro, like, what type of goofy shit are we talking about here? And I, bro, I, I don't understand th- it. I wouldn't son. even go to the motel that's a fucking zip code away. Nah. If I'm, if if I really was a cheating ass nigga, bro, I would cheat on you in a whole other borough. I would go. The fucking Bronx, bro. At a motel. We might in the have Bronx. to go out of state, bro. We might have you to might hit have PA. To to, yeah, you might have or, to. Or, or, or New Staten Jersey, Island. son. Yeah, we Staten might have to something. I'll go a toll away. We go. <laughs> we go across the bridge. We are gonna do a toll, a whole fucking horizontal bridge away, and I'll still be skeptical at that point. Yo, she might be out here getting some cannolis. I don't know. For real, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't trust know. it. You feel me? They might That's be on a family same. trip. No. He risky, risky, bro. I, that that's the type of risk I can't. I don't know. I think I have the balls for it, bro. The level of anxiety, yeah. worrying if she may come downstairs. Nah, I'm good. That ain't for me. That ain't for that me. Ain't for like me, bro. that ain't for me. That is, that is a person who was hoping to get caught to continue because he said she made him mad, and I I don't know. I'm not gonna finish the rest of it, but that sounds like a guy who wanted to get caught. And wanted to continue the argument based off of whatever happened previously that made him mad. And that, and so he was like, all right, I'm going to be a grimy nigga and I'm going to smash another chick in the same house and hope you come downstairs and see me and catch me. But nah, his petty level is is through the roof. I'm, I'm good. Yeah, and talking about that was the only time he cheated. He's never nah, cheated. Nah, you, you, you nah, you've nah, you done, you've you done something the, goofy before. Nigga, if you got the cojones to fucking to do that. To fuck another chick downstairs when your girl is upstairs, my nigga? Yeah, you done, you done got sloppy tops in the driveway a few times, bro. Get clean, clean, clean. Like, niggas got to be real with it. You you definitely got some, and you was, you was a superstar at the time. Like, nah, you got some sloppy top, like you said, right before you walked in the crib and you just didn't call it cheating. In the same interview, this nigga also said that he has... 10 women in rotation that he's fucking raw. <laughs> Listen, man. I'm, like what I said, I think this nigga thought he was getting it off. Coronavirus, <laughs> HIV, syphilis, gonorrhea shit going on over there. <laughs> what? Facts. <laughs> I don't get it, bro. Nigga's a That's not a flex, bomb. y'all. That's not no a fle- flex. No Yo, I think niggas are stuck bro. in the 90s in terms of what they think a flex is. 
I think like in the 90s, that might have sounded like a flex. But well, maybe not because AIDS was rampant in the nineties. But too rampant. I don't know. I don't know. If maybe in the eighties, <laughs> that might have sounded like a flex. It was still wild, bro. Syphilis was back then too. <laughs> Gonorrhea was back then too. Chlamydia was back then too. Your dick but it's burning. not a flex. This maybe, is not a flex. <laughs> maybe if it was two hundred AD, nigga. Maybe then. However, <laughs> nigga, like ten girls. No, listen. Maybe, maybe he has periodic or time you know certain time nah, this, tests, nah, this, this, this ain't it you know there ain't no, like, there's no way around hey, it bro this know, ain't it it might be a next level coordination happening you feel me <laughs> nah, so this nigga is a, a risking his life bro he yeah, is risking, risking his life his, <laughs> you don't know what these hoes is doing bro i'm <laughs> gooch 10 women in rotation without a condom my nigga it, it, it's it's the 10 women in rotation i you, you, he might be lit for that Without a condom, though, bro, it ain't that deep. And ten with a condom is still kind of high, bro. That's still yeah, but it's still but a little for, sus. For a but I get it. It's I get it. You know, niggas run through niggas run through girls like that. I get it. I'm not even. I'm I'm not a hundred percent complaining about the ten girls in rotation. Okay, it's not. You know what I mean? It's not crazy, but it's it's also still kind of like it's, it's getting dangerous. to the limit. It's, it's getting to the limit, yeah. Ten because in rotation is kind of wild, though. Like, nigga, if he had said three in rotation, then I'd been like, okay, okay all right, it's, it's not bad. Even he still should wear a condom, but three it, in rotation, t- t- three in rotation without a condom, though, I could see that niggas do that, like regular niggas do that. But ten, he be though? wilding out. I'm sorry, uh, he's I, doing I, too much, bro. He's I don't know. I don't even want to shake his hand. I don't, I'm, I'm skeptical. Yeah, nah, I'm cool. I'm cool off all I'm, that. I'm good. I'm gooch off that, bro. Best of luck with that, though, man. Best of luck with your life. Yeah, that ain't that ain't it. So we Not also had some guy. other goofy shit happen um, online. I guess this is our goofy shit that happens online segment that we have. <laughs> we run through every Goof now and then. Tooth boy. So there was a young woman uh, who was on eight at the table, which is blowing up recently um and she was talking about dating and i guess she was dating a baller nigga and they broke up but they were on like good terms when they broke up and he introduced her to a new lifestyle so within them dating he put her in like a penthouse or whatever after they finished dating she believes and he has been continuing to pay her rent for the penthouse. I'm going to let her talk. I'm going to let her talk. To another, I'm forever grateful. And I also, in the same note, feel like if I was to ever be in the space that I could repay in any way, shape, or form, that I would. You know what I mean? But um, And the other side of me is like, you can't take it back anyway, so it doesn't matter because you've already placed me at this space. So it's like... She's talking about the penthouse. Yeah, unless you want me to fake be with you. To keep my shit, then let's just be friends and it didn't work and that's that. But you gotta continue to, you know, your credit is gonna messed up. I don't know. But he continued paying. Oh, she wildin' patalin right so, there. So right there she's saying, your credit's gonna get messed up, aka I can't pay for this shit. So if you stop paying for it, then you're gonna end up fucking up your own credit. Oh uh, what type of goof patrol? Hold the fuck up. <laughs> Wait, let's let her 
Let's let because continue. He's yeah. There's, there's more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you want another Yeah. Come on, it's been like I've been with my guy maybe like going on one year, and he's been paying my. But rent I would love since. to meet your guy. <laughs> I would really love to meet him because those some, men are rare. I, I know. Get some work and what man want to stay? By rare, they mean goofy. They 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 want to say it's so they're bad, goofy. but they don't want to. They don't want to offend her. They don't want to dis- um, offend her. Yeah, but he, they they both goofy. But <laughs> they been goofy in terms of so this nigga again, baller nigga got to be a baller nigga is paying for his ex girlfriend's rent while she now has a new boyfriend. And they talk about that a little bit too. Because there's no man that's gonna be like, I, I just don't know him. That's like this nigga still. Once he finds out, like that nigga still you know paying rent here. Yeah, he gonna be like, nah, we gotta get yeah, you know friends. He knows. Nah, no, he know I gotta. They both. Everybody know everything. Oh, he's everybody nice. Know he's nice. <laughs> my man feels like let's while we have this opportunity, let's stack our bread. Oh, so when he's, the, you he's know when it's like you then. That's why y'all together. That's what that is. I don't know. I wasn't trying to come up. Hold that. <laughs> all right so there's a there's a, there's a couple of things there so there's let's there's the your girl gets okay so there's first there's the dude still paying the rent of a girl that he is no longer dealing with let's start there me i'm gonna just <laughs> this shit is goofy this is the dumbest thing that i ever heard in my life i don't I don't know if niggas think again. This is a flex of some sort. I don't know if they think they're being nice, but because when you, I would never. I'm not dating you and then buying you an apartment. That that's just this right here of of anything tells everybody why they shouldn't do something like that. Because if you get your get the girl you're dating an apartment and you paying her rent and she don't have the funds, finances, means, goals, or desires to pay that shit. For herself, then you are absolutely going to be strapped with that bill until that lease is up, and even then, she might renew that shit. Renew so, what? That <laughs> shit, first of all, my nigga, let, let's just be clear here. That ex is still clapping, but tapping, friend. He is clapping it from the back, the side, upside down, <laughs> flipping it 34 plus 35, <laughs> positions, POV. That nigga doing it all, bro. He doing everything. everything. Not 34 plus 35. Everything, bro. Everything. My man's is out here wilding, patalling in the cho-cho. Let me tell you something, bro. Any goofy nigga, unless it, I don't even care if he's a millionaire. First of all, If me and Shorty break up, the most I would do if I was a millionaire and I was dating a Shorty and I uplifted her lifestyle would have been like, listen, you got three months. Clean. That's it. You got three months. Figure it out. I ain't going to leave you high and dry, but you got three months, Shorty. I'm moving out. I pay three out. months rent. Yep. Or until got- this lease is up and you, and you, you got to go figure it out. I wouldn't. Maybe I would do till the lease is up. Maybe I would do that. Because legally, that can get tricky. Yeah, That's the only reason why I'm saying... Because if she decides to do some goofy shit, it's going to fall back on you. And that depends, too. Because if I'm moving out the apartment, nigga, I'll just eat the money. Eat eat that eat that security deposit. Listen, yeah. I'm... I'm gonna, I might break the lease 100%. I'm going to break the lease. I'm going to break... Listen, I paid up three months. 
I've already let the landlord know that I'm breaking the lease. You got three Dang. months to figure it out. That's on three, you. If I got you a car, months, listen, same thing. You got three months. Either that or we could return it right now. Clean. But I am not paying your bills and I'm not with you no more. That's that's goofy, 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 bro. Like, yeah. like I said, either that or he's slapping, tapping, bro. He high-fiving in the puss. I'm telling you, son. He so has to still be smashing. Or or he he has the that mindset that he can. And when at some ready. point, yeah, or at some point, they're going to get back together. That, that, to me, is what I see. A nigga's doing, he's doing that with the intentionality or the thought process that at some point, him and Shorty will be back on good terms, and that'll be his again. I'm sorry, bro. I got to say it blunt. If I'm paying your rent and we're not together, just know I'm smashing at least twice a month. That That's going to be the negotiation process. We ain't we ain't going to sit here and laugh about it. Now, ho, listen, I'm out. You want this apartment? Just know when I'm ready to slide through, I'm finna slide through. And that's that. You're, you're not going to... You can't. What? what I mean, what but th- that depends have? on even if you want to still slide through. That's the next thing. We that that that's what I'm saying. Like besides that, what benefit do I have? There and is none. Nice that's, it's just a. It's a. It's either I'm being a super 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 nice guy, which I can see some people doing, but to me it's goofy. You're 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 willingly being taken advantage of it in that scenario, in my opinion. Yeah. And I'm one of the nicest niggas. You ever meet. I might do, like you said, the three months, yo, I ain't completely, but you got to figure it out. Like, I ain't going to leave you homeless, but I'm not going to be paying, like, what do I look like paying, let's say, 2600 for your rent, and then I'm in my space, and then my girl, my new girl is like, yo, why are you paying this rent? Like, I either have to lie to my new girl and not bring up the fact that I'm paying my ex's rent or now I'm in an unnecessary conversation about why am I still paying my ex's rent? Yeah, That don't make no sense. K a month deep. Bro, imagine this, bro. The shorty that you used to date is costing you 50 grand a year. Unless you got, like I said, maybe, maybe he got it like that. Maybe to her, you know, that rent and that, that car note is only worth a bust down rolly. And to him, that might be not be nothing. He could do that shit in his sleep. Some niggas got it like that. Cool. That might be his his mentality, and I respect that. Still goofy. It's still and goofy. I, it's still goofy. It's still You can have it, yo. Like, And I be trying to tell people this. You can have it and still bust goofy moves. Just because you have it don't remove the goof. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it may make it less of a, like, you're bugging out because if you don't have it and you're trying to do these things, then you're just bugging then out. You're playing you're yourself. Just, yeah, you're playing yourself. But if you have the bread and, and you do certain moves, you're just goofy. And it is like, what are you trying to prove? Are you trying, trying to prove, to, prove to, yeah. to society that, yo, you got it? Because that's the only thing you're really doing is showing other people, like, yeah, I got the funds to be able to do this. But that that doesn't make it like a... Oh, nah, you should do this type of situation. I can't really fully move on if I'm still paying for my ex's stuff. But but let's think about it like this, right? If you're worth 30 mil and one of your friends come to you and say, hey, I'm down and out. I need you to hold me down. Would you pay a year's rent for them at two grand a month? For sure. But that's a friend. You know what I mean? Like, I, What if it's an I, ex? 
Now, I gr- now, granted, they supposedly are friends now, her and the ex. I just think it gets a little bit tricky when it's an ex because you can't, I don't know. I just feel like when you start to move into your new relationship, it's easier to tell your new girl like, hey, yeah, I'm paying my friend's rent because they down and out. I paid a year off versus, hey, I'm paying my ex's rent. That is a goofy, unnecessary conversation. I mean, who, would you even tell them? Because what if it's a one-time a check you wrote for twenty-five grand and just, just like, all right, here, here's a check. Take the, take the money and go. I mean, it it depends because if you don't mention it, you run the risk of it popping up. And I feel I mean, like it. If you got hundreds of thousands of dollars moving through account every month, no, no, no. I mean, that- it popping up by maybe something happens at the apartment and Shorty calls you. Or maybe, like, she's messaging you about some shit regarding the apartment. And now it's like, because I didn't bring this up, now it seems even more sus. That is true. That that could become... That could become... That could become a situation. But if, if, if I was in that predicament and I did that, it would have to been, listen, this is a... Here's this check. Don't call me. Try to do it up front. Yeah, you try do to it do up it up front. One time. Front. Like, yo. One time, yeah. If you got the bread for that. Because it could just be... That the nigga has the bread, but not like that. Not enough to do a one-time check. He just has the bread enough to pay month to month. Or he so, rent, he he just has enough money to spare that extra twenty-five every month. So it's like whatever here her rent may be. We don't know what her rent is, but I'm just saying like it just it just it's, it's not a smart it's, a, it's, it's a not dicey, a smart it's maneuver. a dicey situation. No matter yeah, how you deal with it, I, it's and not like smart. I said, now that I'm rationally thinking about it, if you're a millionaire. Giving someone thirty bands to pay the rent for the year is not that wild. Nah, it's nothing like, for some niggas. It's the, n- and, niggas and that would be if he's a millionaire and he did that one time check, then cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But the way she's talking is like it's month to month that she's getting his bread. And he might and also be doing that to just keep her in check. Be like, yeah, I'm gonna pay this rent every month. Yeah. Just know that when I when I do want it, he might not be right now, but when he wants to tap in. But that's what I'm saying. That, that sounds like the mindset to me of someone who's who's doing that. I mean, now, granted, I'm not taking it away from there are dudes out there that is not about having power over the woman and it's not about thinking he could smash at any moment that just really would do that. I kind of feel like I'm in that boat to some extent. If I had 100 mil and, like you said, a friend or an ex was like, yo, can you do it? And I'll send, cause be able to send him a one-time check? Sure. But... Feeling like that month to month, that to me just puts it just feels more so like you're you're trying to hold on to something that is over. You're trying to still have access to this person to some extent. And and then the other half of that conversation is as the dude who you're now seeing, Shorty, are you a hundred percent comfortable with the fact that her ex is paying the rent? I don't even think he cares, bro. And that's what they were saying. He's like, yo, we could use this time to stack our paper up. Niggas don't care. Nigga, a nigga, a bum nigga go lay on her couch regardless. You don't care who paying the rent. He doesn't know. I don't got know, bro. To sleep. I would I would I wouldn't feel secure in that situation. If I'm not able to pay the same shit and this nigga's able to pay the rent, you're not I, a bum I'm nigga. always gonna feel like this nigga is able to he's gonna he's gonna try and scoop and smash whenever he feel like it, bro. You're you're, you're not a bum nigga, son. There's niggas out here who <laughs> will sleep on their girl's mama's couch. Listen. This is a fact. This, this is, is how fact. some dudes do shit. This is the reality. I highly doubt her nigga cares. 
I also feel like we her who do we, it. we getting a little out of pocket and not using common sense when it comes to this provider shit. Like y'all niggas is really taking that provider thing and turning it into a whole other goofy patoofy situation. Like this is this is to me the epitome of a nigga trying to be a provider just to say he's a provider. And I feel like as a generation, that's what we're doing. We're we're just starting to get extreme with what provider means. And it always has something to do with finances. And it's always this type of shit that we're hearing, like this over the top extreme financial situation. The, the average that an American makes is 50K. So, like, you're not doing this on a 50K budget. I'm sorry. Hey, like, on a 50k budget you barely can pay your own goddamn rent that's what Much I'm someone else's rent so I don't know what, like what and there's only 1% of niggas that is making this type of bread so this is why I guess we seeing all these memes of these chicks with their hearts broken cause they are going for the same nigga they the same baller the nigga same nigga same baller nigga son either that or they get caught up and get the, the scamming niggas mistaken and they think the scamming nigga is a baller nigga, and then the scamming nigga get caught, and he gets down and out, and now she realizes he was just a temporary baller nigga. That so, is that that's happening more often than not. Yeah, that them getting caught by the scamming niggas is happening more often. And I know a couple of friends that that got caught by a scamming nigga, thought the nigga, and that's the problem with y'all. That not like we got to talk about it real quick. That is the problem. With this generation is because y'all are so focused on niggas' finances over who they are as people. It's easy for y'all to get caught by a scammer nigga flashing in the club, flashing at a fucking day party, flashing on the Miami day strip. Like, it's easy for y'all to get caught by these niggas because y'all so worried about what it what it looked like their pockets look like instead of having conversations with these niggas and by the time you already blinded by the Rolex so the nigga could say oopala doopala do and you don't give a fuck you still going to okay i come to the crib and yeah. then y'all smash a couple of times and you realize this nigga's an idiot and don't got no real bread no and now real you tight bread son you wake up in the morning talking about yeah can we go get breakfast and he's just like yeah we could you got to order, but you know you got to order between seven thirty and seven forty five because you know, you know you can't you can't swipe certain cards. You know you, I gotta I'm gonna let you know, but you know if you just do McDonald's, you know, but I'm gonna let you you know what you know what real quick. Here's ten dollars. That's it. <laughs> hey, that's a fact, bro. Y'all getting it? caught by these niggas because y'all so worried about this fake. This this fake version of provider that everyone's hiding behind, which really just means give me money, give me free money, and that's what y'all are, are are putting up as a front as providing, and y'all getting caught by these 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 goofy niggas and then getting upset. It's like y'all yeah, putting yourselves in these positions. Just find your regular dude making regular money. Both, especially of y'all if grind. you making regular money. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Both of y'all grind. And take it easy. Y'all ain't got to fly out every month. Y'all ain't got to go on these elaborate vacations. Maybe once or twice. You ain't got to go to Fahiti every time. You ain't got to go to the Mediterranean Sea. Relax That is your a ass. waste. I don't, under, I don't understand it. Like, I get it. Everybody got to, you know, do what makes you happy. But 
I'm sorry. Like, you can count pockets. You can count pockets without trying to. And when you start to see certain moves, you 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 sometimes be like, damn, I don't know how that's going to work out for, for, for these individuals. Like, yeah, because, you know, you know what the thing is, bro? I was telling my brother this the other day. I said, you know what the problem is? The problem is social media has fucked it up for people's a lot view, the the viewership of how they should live life. People don't know how to stay in their lane anymore. And you know what it is? And and on top of that, people will say, you know what? Fuck it. I only live once. So I'll run up debt just to look like I'm on vacation every two weeks, just to look like I'm flying to somewhere exotic because it is what it is. I'm young. And like part of it is like fighting against the system, which I respect and I like that aspect of it. But at the same time, we all going to get old one day and all of these decisions that we make now are still going to catch up with us. Slapping, patapping, boy. You're going <laughs> to be 60 and realize you got to go work in McDonald's now. Listen, <laughs> make smart decisions. Nobody's saying that you shouldn't enjoy life. But you got to play it smart. Live within your means. Spend your money wisely. I'm not saying that you shouldn't treat yourself. Nothing wrong with taking that vacation. You might want to just go out of state, though. That's all I'm saying. You ain't got to go to the Caribbean. You getting you getting Chanel, Louis, Gucci every two months, but then, you know what I mean, where a, a financial situation comes up, you can't pay $400 to fix it. I'm conf- I'm confused. First of all, I don't even get that analogy, bro, cuz these <laughs> these chicks be wilding out. First of all, if you got $1000 in your bank account, bro, these Chanel go- bags be $3000. All right, cool. If 3000, if you got 3500 yeah. in your bank account and you finna walk into a Chanel store to get one and buy bag, $2900 bag, you should slap yourself. That's like, all I'm saying. You should immediately look in the mirror and just gently just slap tap, yourself right little there. Little tappy tap. Little tappy tap. If you if you have just, just listen to me. You have thirty five hundred in the bank, woman. And you go into a Gucci, Louis, Chanel, whatever store you finna walk into, and you're Dior. going to buy a twenty nine hundred dollar bag. And eat ramen noodles for the next three weeks. Three weeks. Just to recoup, not even all of what you spent. You might only recoup a thousand dollars saving. Yeah, up. half, one third, one third of what you spent, just so you could walk on the street and rock this Chanel bag, just so Robbie could ride past on his BMX and grip it out your hands. Listen, <laughs> it's not worth it. It's all I'm saying is, out. Listen, get what you want. And and live life, but on the financial tip, that is what we're talking about. We're talking about on finances, like a lot of us are not out here making Chanel money. It's just that it's it's that it's real. Simple, it's, 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 get, get that Ralph Lauren bag. You feel me? Get that Chanel get that. money is is a hundred k and better. Honestly, if you More if than you're that, to be honest, if you're you like. Need- you want to get a $3,000 bag, $4,000, $10,000 bag? 
That ain't coming from a 50K salary. No, bro. If for, you for niggas get who's a, making 50K. A 5K bag, bro, you got to have 100 grand in the bank saved. You can't be making 100 grand. You have to have 100 grand saved. Honestly, all right, let's 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 make be a bit more pragmatic about it because I'm I'm ODing with that t- type of thing there. You should at least have twenty grand saved if you're gonna go spend three K on a bag. At least if you if you have and I know some people might be a like, nah you wild and flow. Maybe if you got ten grand, I probably would do it. If you got ten grand in your savings and you go buy a three thousand dollar Louis bag or a Chanel bag, you're still walling. But if you have ten grand saved up, you should be able to recoup that in a month or two if you spend your money smartly. But if you only got five bands in your bank account and you buying a three thousand dollar bag, that's still a wildly irresponsible spending decision. Yeah, listen, <laughs> if you if you taking care of all of your all your bills and whatnot, and you want to treat yourself, cool. But it's just about being being smart and and this is in context of what society what social media is driving people to do in terms of trying to keep up with the joneses and like is getting rampant like with this whole bbl situation with the airplane and there's like 32 women with in wheelchairs because they just had surgery I don't care what you do with your body. That that's your body. That's your prerogative. But it there is something to say when there's 32 people. Or, I mean, I don't know the exact number, but there are at least 20 people sitting in wheelchairs because they all went and got surgery. There's something to say about that, and it's not about isn't it's not about what women can and cannot do with their bodies, because if it is a a, a wheelchair, if it is a group of men sitting there from Dr. Miami because they got a penis enlargement. It's the same concept. Like, there is this con- there's this idea that we have to keep up with every body and, and be in competition. Yo, oh, eight inches is what everybody needs to have. So now niggas is going to Dr. Miami making sure they dick is eight inches. Big butts is in, so now everybody's going to DR to get BBLs, and and also BBLs are considered very dangerous. So it's just to me, it's like, yo, your your intentionality is very important. What are you going to get the BBL for? And especially if it's like mad people getting the same thing, is it just a, a trend? Is it hot? Is it is there expectation that comes along with getting the BBL? Do you think that now with the BBL you're gonna get you a baller nigga like you you think that that's going to change your life your finance i don't listen if that's part of the game plan i guess but i'm not even really concerned about the this procedure besides the fact that it's dangerous um as much as i am about this concept of looking at social media seeing certain things and then trying to emulate that um without doing i i guess Without without the work, without the process, everybody's looking for the shortcut, the scam, the fast money, the quick body enhancement. I don't know. It's a dangerous place to be. It's scary um, because they always say the quickest way is not the best way. So, hey, man, best of luck to the young ladies doing that. All I'm saying is don't do that and come home. 
and got to buy seventy two packs of ramen. That's all I'm got. Yeah, all I'm trying to say because you didn't spend six thousand on a on a on BBL. A, and now your account got $42.76 in it. <laughs> for the next You got to hit the Dollar Tree and live life off Dollar Tree for the rest of the month. That's all I'm saying. You know, like, do what you want. I agree. Live your life to the fullest. It's just be smarter about what you're doing. Don't inconvenience your life chasing these things. Because the inconvenience tends to last longer than what you're chasing. So we got Mr. Dick Cannon out here. Um excuse me, Nick Cannon, (laughs) Mm. Uh, out here. And he caused a little bit of controversy and stirred up some feelings because he essentially, in not so many words, said that his kids are going to be his legacy because he feels like he's going to pass away soon. And this brought up a a conversation about are kids a legacy? And somebody wrote that kids are not a legacy. They are human being who is capable and should be able to live their own life. And to that, I say that is borderline. And it's not the dumbest thing that I've heard in a while, but it is borderline trying to be too deep. That, that's what mm-hmm. I, I... Thinking that they, they're, putting, they're putting too much thought into it. A legacy, your kids being your legacy does not take away from the fact that they will be their own individuals and make their own decisions and be their own people and live their own life. Not, regardless of the fact, if you raise something for 18 years, that is part of your legacy. <laughs> it's going it to be part, part of, of your legacy. legacy. Yeah, You're instilling part of you in that. Like, yeah. it's that simple. I don't, I don't consider my child a legacy. I want to leave a legacy for my child. I want to leave something for my child to build upon and, you know, be able to take that to the next level or make it his own or his or her own. Leave, you're, you're, to me, you're supposed to leave a legacy for your child. I don't, I don't yes, want to raise I, my but child I think to your be kids the are, legacy. Hmm? Well, yes, I think that there's a little bit of a semantical argument going on there because it's like, I think what is being interpreted is you saying that you're going to build your child into your final legacy. And that's not, to me, that's not what, what I hear when someone says that their children are their legacy. Your children automatically are your legacy because they're part of your family. They're part of you. Are they like what you leave for the world to say, yo, this is my greatest accomplishment. I don't personally believe in that. No, I don't think your kids, I don't think you should put all your hopes, dreams, and desires into your kid and hope that they fulfill uh, the world's whatever as uh, your greatest accomplishment. I don't, I don't necessarily see that as the best parenting um, in terms of like that can lead to conflict if your child decides to go in a direction that you don't necessarily agree with. However, regardless or not, your kid is going to pick up some of your values. They're going to pick up some of your habits. They're going to pick up your family goals, and they're going to interpret it their own way, and they're either going to continue it or they're going to change it or they may disavow it altogether, but they're still going to be coming from your lineage. So they are part of your legacy regardless of what you know what i'm saying like they they're part of who you are as an individual people will look back and say your child is doing this 
And part of that is because of what you did. Like, positive or negative. If mm-hmm. if they go out and they get arrested, one of the first things that people say is, you didn't raise them right. Or maybe yeah. there was an issue at home. So that's part of your legacy. You know, that's going to that's gonna come back to you. But again, yeah, for me, it's the the difference is, like, attempting to raise your child as your final point of legacy. I think, like you said, I want to, you want to leave something that speaks for you as a legacy, something that you did, an impact you had on the world that you Mm -hmm. can point back and say, yo, this was my greatest accomplishment. Not look at your child and say, this was my greatest accomplishment, which your child may be that, but it just shouldn't, you know, it shouldn't be the goal. uh, That shouldn't be because that could be disappointing. It might not be the way you want it to be. You feel me? I think I, I agree that your child is a part of your ultimate legacy. Like, when you leave the world, it becomes a part of what you look back at your life and be like, okay, what did this person have? He had children, he had that, 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 that. But I also think that, like, for me, I think it's it's more so, I don't view my children in that aspect. You know I, mean? I view my children as, you know, they're, they, they will ultimately be a part of my overall legacy as a human being. But, you know... I look at legacy as something that I leave for them and something that they could either, you know, like take advantage of or, like you said, you know, keep it pushing in their own direction. But, you know, my life's legacy is is, is a spawn of the hard work I put in into a particular thing and, you know, whatever that thing may be. I mean, and and my that's, children the, could, mm-hmm. that's why the word legacy is so broad, because when you talk about legacy, you oftentimes have to say part of my legacy. Because there's so many branches to legacy. Like, there's going to be your personal legacy. How do people remember you as an individual? There's mm-hmm. going to be your work legacy. What did you leave? What did you do? How did you impact? There's going to be your family legacy. Like, all of these build up the overall legacy. So, I just, yeah. Like, there's going to be stuff that you leave for the world to be remembered by for who you are. And then there's going to be aspects of your legacy that live beyond you. Shit. In some cases, sometimes people even include who you marry as part of your legacy. That's a fact. So it, it because it really is. It's like writing the pages to a book. So, I mean, listen, I understand. Um, I, I, I think that, again, I think legacy as in, in the actual definition of it, you can, your children are going to be part of that, regardless of which. But legacy in terms of your hopes, desires, wishes, and dreams, putting that onto another human being, that ain't it. And a lot of people do do that. You you see that in families, you see. And that's how the niggas die grumpy on the deathbed. Yep. And you see somebody miserable. say, I want, I want my child to be a doctor, and the child wants to be a musician. And now the family wants to disavow the child because the child isn't living out the quote unquote the, the, legacy. The, the legacy <laughs> of the Best family. Best of luck with that shit. Yeah. So I, I understand it. Also, though, Nick saying that he feels like he's going to die soon made people feel like he was selfish because he's talking about spreading his seed and having so many different kids because he thinks he may pass away earlier than most. How do you feel about that flow? You think that makes him that makes him selfish or 
partly, partly because you're not you're not taking on the long term responsibility thinking that way. You're just thinking, hey, I want to leave as many as many parts of myself here on this earth, but at the same time, you're leaving that responsibility for someone else. So as a father, that type of mentality is trash to me. Cause at the end of the day, I wouldn't want that wouldn't be my desire. My desire would be to spend as much time as I can with the ones I got. Right. You know, that that would be my mentality towards it. I think it's yeah. a little selfish of him. I mean, from the from the perspective of I just don't like the intentionality or the the way if that is what he meant, it could have been a um you know, he could have misspoke or he couldn't he could have meant it not to reflect how it came off. But if the intentionality is, yeah, I'm trying to have as many kids as possible just because I think I'm going to pass soon and I just need to have a bunch of me's all over the place. I don't really like that. But if the intentionality is I want to have a family or have families um, based on whatever, you know, he goes by in terms of his dating life, but I want to have families that I want to be a part of um, for as long as I can, then that's a little bit different. Um, but it, it doesn't seem like that's where he's coming from. It seems more so like he's coming from the whole, uh, yeah, I'm just trying to spread my seed as much as possible. And, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. I mean, obviously everybody, the women involved know what's happening and, Everybody is okay, but yeah. it for me, I wouldn't necessarily want to. I mean, there there are men with the mentality of just spreading their seeds. They strongly believe that they 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 want to have as many children as possible. They're okay with that mindset, and that's what they believe in. And I respect people like that. As long as you got the time and the energy to do it, do you, bro? But. If you're just doing it because your mentality is like, well, I'm going to die soon. So I just want to, you know, you know, leave as many as, you know, leave as many traces of me on this earth as possible. That is a little bit selfish to me. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't agree with that because it doesn't help the child in the long run if he does pass away. And I would never wish death on him. But if that's the case, that's a little bit selfish that you're not there to be a part of that child's life. Yeah, yeah, the the intentionality is important to me. The idea of it, a lot of people, you never know when you're going to go. So, um, and I know that, I know he's talking from having lupus and him feeling like lupus might take his life um, earlier than most. So I understand that. But um, just the intentionality of, again, I think if you do have a, a sickness or illness, you have every right to still try and start a family. But like you said earlier, Flo, to me it would be better if he would have said trying to just be in everybody's life as long as possible. And, you know, if I feel like I need to, if this person is great to start a family with, then I want to start this family and I want to be able to raise these kids together as much as I can. Um, Unfortunately, I do feel like there's an untimely demise coming my way. and I just want to be able to celebrate life and do whatever for as long as possible. But 
just to kind of just be like, yeah, I just want to have all these kids and pop out as many as possible before I go. Yeah, I don't, I don't really, I don't get, yeah, I don't get what the, the actual goal is unless, again, he's really going by the letter of the law of the Bible in terms of like, Spread your spread seed your and be plenty. <laughs> be plentiful. He might have, bro. He might have had a deeper revelation with himself and the Bible and spirituality, and that might be where he's at. And hey, if that's where he's at, that's where he's at. I, I'm not going to judge what his spiritual beliefs may be. He might have had time to reflect and came to that conclusion in his life. But if it's not that, then I'm sorry, Nick. But you're being a goof, but truth, my friend. Facts. Uh. Britney's family, Britney Spears' family has her in a con, uh, conservatory, and this shit is getting kind of crazy. Um, she had an interview recently. I think she uh, spoke with a judge. She's trying to get out of the conservatory, and I don't know, man. It's like they kind of have her legally uh, just enshackled without, without basically saying those words. They just have her unable to make decisions she is of sound mind now i think there was a time where britney was going through a breakdown mental breakdown when she was shaving her head and all of that and her family took custody over her and her decisions and her money but now they are not like giving her the ability to be a human being and be herself anymore and so this is kind of weird ass situation. All I'm going to say is that's wild. Uh, I'm not going to jump into my conspiracy bag on this one. I'm just going to say, hey, man, you know. Well, it feels like it. It does feel like they don't want to let her go because they want to keep that bread. Yeah, I mean, I, I have a bunch of different opinions on it, man. It's just. Industry is interesting, man. This this is the way it's been since nineteen ninety whatever she came out. It's always been the case, you know. She's been trapped in this scenario since the beginning. So, you know, they they wouldn't have this level of legality over her if it wasn't set up that way from the start with her contractual agreements, with her record label, with her finances, with all these things. Well, so. no. The, the, what happened was her rights were revoked once, once she had her breakdown, which is scary, you know, to some extent. Because in an average case of a conservatory or something like that coming into play, someone is mentally ill and they're a danger to themselves and to others. And when that comes into play, it, be, it does become tricky. Now, the issue here is it seems to be indefinite. It seems to be no evaluation to then be like, no, she's of sound mind now. So give her back her finances, let her make her own decisions, and she could go live her own life. It seems like unless the father or the courts say that she can go live her own life, she's stuck there. And that's yeah, the that's that the issue. O- that could only happen if they signed over for him to be her um, power of attorney, and that could only that—that's the only way that it could happen. If not, that she would have been put in a mental institution to begin no, with. No, once, once, well, a conservatory is similar. Once, yeah, but- once, once a court deems that you're unfit, then your next of kin becomes your like 
power of attorney. Stuff gets signed over to them. And what the what happened with Britney is when she went through her her phase, they deemed her to be a danger to herself. And so her rights were signed over to her father. And he's not trying to give them shits back. And that's that's the issue. So I mean, but he has no incentive to give it back. He has control of her money. From yeah, that's a dub till that man passes away, man. She she's that's a dub. She ain't, she ain't getting nothing back. Like, like, and that I I don't know if maybe the court or or that's the loophole because if you have a parent or guardian or spouse or brother or sister or whatever whoever becomes your legal guardian in a sense who now has no incentive to be like, oh, let me give $100 million back to this individual. Where are we now? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, they're she, not just going to willingly sign those rights back over. No, they don't, they don't have to either. As long as they believe he's acting in the right, in the right capacity to take care of her, they don't have to. No. That power of attorney will never get signed over. No. So, and, and, and that's like, that. That is kind of nuts to me. Like that's that's bananas. Like there should be a way where beyond the person who has control or the courts, that person should be able to deem them or or, or find themselves back to being able to say, "No, I'm in a sound mind. And I can take care of myself, and I can do what I need to do, and I don't need anybody here." Uh, to take my money or whatever like they have this woman on an allowance they have an iud in her they don't want her to get pregnant or have children so they can't they won't allow her to take the iud out like this is some wild shit um and i just can't think of like imagine that happening to one of us bro like imagine you have one crazy moment based off of whatever and they put you in a conservatory and <laughs> the person who is in charge of your shit is like, nah, imagine being worth like half a billion dollars. Nobody is willingly. They know you're going to come out and take that, that money back. <laughs> she could. I mean, technically she could fight it. But that's what she's trying to do. Yeah. She has she's to prove to that she's in a complete sound state of mind. One, two, they have to prove that she could they, what they would do is they'll put her through trials. They have to show, she has to show them that she's well, good to be on her own. Right. It, it's in the hands of the court. The court can say yay or nay. And, yeah, and she has to prove it to them. Because if he's been doing her job, they don't have to do nothing. It's crazy, bro. Because even, even it being in the hands of the courts, I, I wouldn't be comfortable with that. That's um, the that's 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 the American system, man. Your life is literally placed in an in the faith of other men. Someone else gets to sit there and say, "Hey, we're going to make a decision as to what the fuck should happen with your life." And an interpretation of the law. If they interpret that law differently, and you fuck you fucked. But that's it. Um, I guess while we here, Derek Chauvin got twenty two years, twenty two and a half years. Um, two and a half years, man. Goodbye, sir. And people were still tight that he only got twenty two, and I was just like, "It's a start." Yeah, well, that and I guess they didn't look at the the law because he got what he got murdered too. If I'm not yeah. mistaken, he got murdered too, and he got manslaughter. He got all three counts that they gave. Um, that, those add up to twenty two, right? 
yeah, but the thing is, I don't think they have. I I don't think you can get life for murder too. I'm. I mean, we could look it up, but yeah, I'm not sure. Because some people are like, he should have got life, and other people da da da. da. It's kind of hard like, to say though, because he is a man. He he is he still was a police officer when it happened. So the, the law bends a little for that. But the fact that a police officer got 22 years for killing a black man, to me, is a great step forward because niggas has gotten walked away for free. A hundred percent. Let's see. Any term of years or life imprisonment without parole, there is no federal parole. List of punishments for murder. Well, this is just murder in general. Um... Second degree murder, second degree murder, which is classified to felony, you typically face a minimum sentence of seven years and a maximum sentence of 21, I think is what I just read. Um, so in that case, he got pretty much the max sentence. They were looking for 30. Uh, sentencing for second degree murder. Second degree murder murder is a, a class one felony. If convicted, sentencing uh, for second degree murder in Arizona, this is for Arizona, requires that you face a minimum sentence of 10 years in prison and a maximum sentence of 25 years. So. Yeah, you can't get life for murder too, but he got 20, 22.5. They probably gave him the minimum amount for each one of the counts he got and they added up to 22. Yeah, I mean, the max he was supposed to be able to get or what the prosecutors were looking for were 30. They were asking for 30. They very rarely give the prosecutors all of what they're asking for. 22.5, he's going to be in there a long time. And I think that's without probation. So, because I don't think they gave him no probation. Yeah, under second degree, like it's not murder one. So under second degree, I think, this is what you should expect. I mean, obviously, we all think he was more intentional in certain areas and things like that. But I I think, I don't know, expecting him to get life for 40 or 50 years was not going to happen for murder two. It's not in the statute. No, and not, I think no, no. You but have 22.5, to, good yeah, start. It's there. It's there. That's That's... That's what I was expecting, honestly. Something along, you know, 25. Shit, they, we lucky he didn't get 12. Because niggas will lowball that shit. 15 years. Talking about, yeah, 15 years with parole after 10. Listen, yeah. he got 22 with no parole. I'm good with that. Pop Smoke has a new album coming out. Um, I'm, I'm actually it. interested. Yeah, I'm interested to hear it. Uh, I want to hear it. Uh, I think that's dope. They're still releasing... Tracks from the young, bro- the young brother. And we're going to see. I hope it can live up to the first one. Um, Same way. And I think they're releasing it now because regardless of how much he seems to have progressed on that album, he's still a drill rapper. And that drill sound, I don't think, is reaching the pinnacles that some projected it to. I think it will be dying out soon. And so... I think they want to make sure they get his joints out now before his sound is not as relevant. Although, again, on that first Pop Smoke album, 
he kind of graduated out of just being a drill rapper, in my opinion. But I feel like they probably want to ride that wave now to get that into society before, you know, it, it starts to really die down. Yeah, I agree. I think they're trying to get him while the iron is still hot, to be honest. Like, he's been, his shit's been playing on radio consistently for the past, you know, year and a half. So to be honest, I think the way they're looking at it right now is just like, listen, he's still relevant. His name is still something that people recognize. His songs are still relevant. Now was the time to drop that project and still ride that wave for another year, a year and a half. They could really put out another project and and have Pop's name relevant until the end of 2022, which is pretty good. And I think um, that's that that's great, man. You know, he they were able to make a legacy out of his out of his work, and that's fa- and that's fantastic. Absolutely. So some other weird news came out today. Uh, well, it's been out. Sean King, which uh, we've spoken about a couple times on the show here, but Sean King is recently under fire because Samira Rice said that she did not give him permission to raise funds for Tamir Rice. Um, and I guess they must have had a Zoom call where they spoke. And during the conversation, it seemed like everything was fine and dandy. And he apologized for raising funds using Tamir's name. And as m- most of y'all know, um, Samira has been very vocal about people not using Tamir uh, or she feels like there are people who are trying to make a come up off of her son's death uh, by asking for donations towards whatever and then using his name and likeness and things like that. So she's been very advocate. My fault. She's been very um, vocal about that not being the case. And so I don't know where the mix-up happened, but Sean King got caught up in that. And this is not the first time. A lot of people keep kind of trying to put him in the same bag as a, like, I don't know, I guess a modern-day ambulance chaser and say that he is making a come-up off of when these injustices happen. A lot of people are also coming to his defense and saying that that's not true. He's been fighting for black lives for a very long time, has put his body on the line, has been hurt, has been beat up um, and things like that. Uh, And so he then started to finally like write back and it became weird after that. So apparently there was someone else that was on the Zoom with them and they said that that conversation went well because there's been like information floating around where it seems like they're bombasting Sean. Um, but then someone was on the Zoom call and said, nah, everything was like Gucci when they got off the phone and everybody were like, they were planning to what next step should look like and things like that. Um, and then now people think that the account that said that was Sean King. He came up and, and created another account to defend himself. It's just a lot of weird shit. I don't know how you feel about it, bro. Honestly, son, I read about it. I was seeing it on on Instagram. I don't know. I like Sean King. I think he's one of the most vocal people there are for black for the black community right now. 
a lot of shit that happens, we hear from him. Like, I see a lot of things happening in the black community from him first. Like, a lot of times he's the one on my timeline that I would see certain things. But I'd be like, oh, shit, I didn't even know that was happening. Or or he, he updated me. So a lot of my sources sometimes I get it from him. I do think he kind of drags certain things out. But in this particular case, I think they did have a conversation. Maybe it, it missing. Maybe a lot of a little bit of miscommunication happened, and things went. Things were not communicated properly, or she might have said, you know, something along the lines of she was okay with it, or he might have thought she was okay with it. But um, I don't know. I so think what happened tr- was originally what happened was. Tamir's uncle, I believe, gave him the okay to raise funds. Okay. So, but apparently Tamir's uncle is not close to the family. So Was the family going to get money out of this stuff? Or was the funds being raised to put towards something else? Because it seems I like don't they're know. more so annoyed that the funds are being raised and they weren't getting a cut. I don't, well, no, not, uh, she... She's been very vocal. So Mira has been very vocal. That's, I believe, his mother um, has been very vocal on multiple occasions that she doesn't like Tamika Mallory. She doesn't like, there's another, there's a, uh, um, there's a lawyer. I can't remember his name right now. But all of that little group of people that have been, anytime something happens, they tend to end up being at the forefront and tend to be the ones fighting um, on the front lines. She she made it clear, I think, over the summer, um, right after the whole George Floyd thing and Black Lives Matter was like really, really potent in 2020. She was like how she felt like a lot of those people were making money and making a name off of the death of black bodies, even though they're black themselves. Um, and that she didn't want anybody to use Tamir Rice in any campaigning, any funding, any of that stuff. Now, I guess where it got confusing was he spoke to the uncle at some point in time, and the uncle asked him, requested that he raise funds uh, in regards to Tamir Rice, and that's where the mix-up happened. So I guess that's why they went on a Zoom. I think what I find confusing about people that do those type of things, and I've, I've seen several people do it, on the, on my timeline since last year, and then when I talk to people that I know, and I'm just like, if they don't do it, then who will? Mm. You feel me? Like, right? If someone isn't on the front lines, then are we supposed to just be? Because I had a friend tell me, "Why are we doing all this? It's not going to change the narrative." But if we don't try, then are we supposed to be okay? And I always say, you're good with this until it happens to you or it happens to your family. Then you want to have something to say. Then you're going to want Tamika Mallory yeah. at your shit. <laughs> you know what Facts. I'm saying? It's weird. We need, it's really weird to me, bro. It's weird, bro. I'm just like, why Why are we hating on them? Like, This is how humans work. You see something happen. A group of people band together. They try to fight for a scenario. They need support. They it. That shit don't run on smiles and high five. You feel me? Wait. Like, what the fuck you think it is out there and water just appears? Signs just appear. You know, they, they got to get permits. They got to get this. They got to get that. They got to get that. People got to pay the campaign. They got to run ads. You gotta, none of this is for free. They got to have funds for when they get in, put in jail. 
put in jail. How many people are like I see people complain about I'm just like, but if someone doesn't do it, who will? Are we supposed to just sit there and just accept the fact that niggas is doing wild shit to us? People are really out here killing us. Are we supposed to be cool with that? Not everybody don't need to act, but some do. Because at the end of the day. And why do we make those people our enemy? Like, I get it. We have, I think black people are very much on edge at all times and they don't know who to trust. That's the problem. We think everybody, we think everybody is, uh, fucking, what's his name's character from the black Messiah? Like, we think everybody is a mole. Everybody is is sent by the man and is going to betray us at some point in time. And, we kind of, I, we, I know we got to keep our guard up, but we also have to get over some of that. Like, not everybody that wants to fight for us is has some hidden agenda. They did That's it with the fact. Black Lives Matter woman. They said she was making way too much money to just be making it from what she's doing, and she's skimming it off the top of Black Lives Matter. They've been coming at that organization for very long. But my Sean King. Is- what Same are you thing. supposed to do if if my entire day goes towards running this fucking organization? How am I supposed to make money? Why wouldn't I give myself a check if my entire purpose is to run the or that's my job? I'm not going to do this shit for ramen noodles and a bottle of water at the end of the night. I mean, so, there, there, you can make a debate about that. You can say that if it's really your passion, you don't care about the money. How am I, I going to live? I'm I I'm I finna live underneath a bridge. What what we what we talking about? I mean, you can make you can make an argument both ways. I agree. I agree. Yeah, you know what I mean? How do they want the lady to live in a cardboard box underneath the freeway? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I do feel like niggas do want that though. I think they want you to stay like I think for whatever reason they think being broke is is a form of humility, which it is to one to some extent, but on the other hand, you can't be broken and get certain things done. And I'm not saying that you get paid off of these things, but like you said, if you d- legally you have to give yourself a check yeah. if you run a nonprofit. Legally. Like you can't you can't run around you can't saying run you got a nonprofit. I have this major nonprofit that's making millions of dollars a year and I'm here fucking living in a fucking projects or some shit like that like well you could but even so that you still gotta pay yourself they got like the government requires you to give yourself a check so i don't know what type of 1462 timing nigga with a robe barefoot walking around ass niggas think we walk (laughs) we having out here fuck all that shit if i'm gonna be out here putting in my time and effort into this whether or not i love it i still need to be compensated for it because at the, at, the, at the end of the day, I'm doing something that you don't want to do. So if you want me out here doing it, as much as I love doing it, I'm putting myself at risk, putting in the time, the it's, effort. It's work. It's work. It's work. So, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not mad at anybody who gets a check uh, for putting themselves out on the front line. I guess what it, what it comes to, yes, in terms of likeness, and means if a family saying don't use someone's likeness, then don't use that person's don't likeness. Use it. that, you gotta respect it's, that. That's it's that simple. But in terms of like the hate that these people like, it's like people want to tear them down, and I find that to be goofy. I don't understand that. Like I always, and I feel like you'd be the same people listening to Jerry in the background talking about. God damn it! 
you know, these people out here doing things they ain't supposed to do. It's that same jackass yeah, nigga in the background who who has an identity crisis with their damn selves or haven't really experienced clean. racism before. Because until clean. you experience racism in its truest form, my guy, don't talk to me. I always tell people, I'm like, yo, until you've experienced real, real face-to-face racism, we can't have this conversation. Until you know that what? happens, I don't want to talk about it. It's funny that you say that because that's really the truth. When it comes to black people who have not experienced racism, they are very flippant about racism. And it's the weirdest thing to me. But I, I like I, I've, I've had certain conversations and I'm like, yo, you don't even need it to happen to you to see it every day. But I guess for some niggas, they really some do because do. some people I've had do, conversations bro. where my mind was blown, where I was like, you really don't think that racism will affect you or does affect you. Like you really think somehow you're like outside of this shit. No, and it's, it's just like, that they uh, become it's normalized to them, bro. It it happens yeah. to all of us, bro. Every single black person in America has experienced racism. Some Clean. of us have just normalized it. So when we walk into that store and they follow us around and every time you turn around someone folding that t-shirt, even though that t-shirt <laughs> was well folded to begin with, to begin with, that's that's what's happening. Every time you walk That happened that to me the other day. <laughs> it happens. I mean, I I was the biggest with I've experienced it so much since I've been here, but it's like I said, it happens so often, bro. It, it, it happened to me the other day. I was in a, a store that I went to a couple of times before, and that particular day, there were two white girls working, and they had nobody else in the building. And I walked in midday during the pandemic, so I had my mask on, and I went. Uh, the store has two two floors, upstairs and the downstairs. And I went upstairs, and lo and behold, the two chicks was downstairs before I got there. And lo and behold, all of a sudden, now the chick is upstairs folding clothes. And it's like, shorty, like, I'm upstairs. Where can I go? I have to go back downstairs if I'm trying to rob some shit. Like, but yeah, I, I'm telling that, you, bro. it almost made me not want to go back to the store. Um, but I went there, I think, a second time, and there were some, some uh, I guess, other, there were some guys there, and they were way more, which the first time I went, they were very, like, dope and cool. That time I went, it was sus, and then I went after that, and the guys were, like, real chill and dope and cool. So I don't know what that shit was about. Do y'all notice? I don't know if people notice this, but white women are a bit more pushy. And then white men when it comes to racism. I, I don't know. I feel like I've experienced it more so from the women than the men majority of the time. It's just kind of interesting. Now that I'm really I like, think thinking about white, it. I think white women feel way more threatened when they see a black male come in. So I think that's part of it. I think they get threatened because of this idea that black men are just these monstrosities based off of hearing oh so-and-so got shot on this day or whatever rape stories be out there whatever the case is and i think that they end up on edge more so not to take white men off the hook because white men obviously do wild shit like shoot and ask questions later that's a fact but white women i feel like are more likely to do the little 
overt or or subtle forms of racism and and we pick up on it so now we're that's why I think maybe we we see it like happen more so because they're more likely to be very subtle and think they're being subtle. Mm-hmm. They're trying to be subtle. Let me go fold clothes and watch the black guy. Yeah. Or let me say something about like race and then be like, oh no, I, I didn't mean that in a race context. Like oh, they're sure. more the white men. I feel like are just right in your face with it. Yeah. And sometimes they're bold. They're, yeah, bold. they're Donald Trump. So sometimes. And that's why black people accepted Donald Trump, some black men, is because they prefer the in your face because they feel like now I know what demon I'm I'm, I'm working with. I, and that's kind of how I felt about him, too, personally. At least I know where you at. So I know when yeah. you do goofy shit, I know how to deal with you. I know yeah. where you at. I know what, what type of timing you want. You know, if you're going to stab me, I can see I see the knife in your hand. Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? And that's. I think most black men felt, I mean, at least black men who, not that we supported it, but more so was understanding of the type of timing he was on. Yeah. You feel me? And that, and that's how I looked at it personally. I don't, I don't support Trump, but I know what type of timing you're on. <laughs> that's yeah. That. I mean, I think a lot of people, and that, and that was how they tried to run that campaign. That was how they tried to do things was make it seem like a, like at least on the the shadow side of things is at least you know what type of demon you working with but at the, at the same time no y'all niggas didn't <laughs> like at the same time cuz some of the shit that he was putting into effect a lot of black people I know like this was the first time that I feel like a lot of people started to get into politics and figure and follow things and and they hear a law and they would research it more so than in the past but donald trump was still pushing through an agenda that was very very scary for black people um if you went into the details and i feel like some black people did not do that they just felt like because they knew doing it bro because Biden ain't doing that much of a different job to me right now but hey i would beg to differ i would beg to america would be totally different if trump was still in power Nah, yeah trump trump had his own shit i'm just saying this I mean, there's no going to, there's never, our political system is not designed for there to be a radical change in position in terms of like tomorrow niggas is getting three days off of work and like it's just not yeah. built that way. But I mean, the things that he did prom, he put in his thing, he is pursuing. I mean, some things like I know some people were disappointed about the John Lewis law. And the George Floyd law, but that's Congress more so than anything else. I don't really foresee this Congress passing none of that, honestly. No, I mean, I'll be just glad if we get through the next four years smoothly, bro. <laughs> honestly, like Yeah, I'll we need it. We can't we, just, we can't uh, do no more goofy shit. Honestly. Nah, I just need things to resume to normal. People could get back to work, money being flowing through the economy. We could go out and have a drink. Niggas ain't not- going back to work until September, by the way. So that's that fucking what you call it dries up that stimmy uh, for unemployment. Oh, unemployment. unemployment yeah, they're riding that joint out. They're riding that September come. You are gonna see everybody. Oh, McDonald's is hiring. All yeah, right. clean. Put this. I be trying to tell quick. everybody that because everyone is like, oh my god, people are not going back to work, and it's like one y'all may never see certain people go back to work because they didn't figure out the stock market. They and didn't figure it out came up <laughs> cryptocurrency. 
They didn't figure it out uh, how to be an entrepreneur, and them niggas ain't never coming back. And on the flip Polar side facts. of it, them niggas who are who who are uh, thousandaires based off of the pandemic, they will be back to work in September. <laughs> okay. They will be. I back just need in everybody full to understand. Full force, that. sir. Full force, ready. In full force, ready to potato boy, ready to put that work in. Clean. Um, they they're sending a balloon to space. Um, you will be able to to ride that for one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars, and you'll go to the edge of space. Uh, well, not the edge of space, but the edge of of the I guess stratosphere, and you'll be able like basically borderline of space. Um. They there is a boat that they're creating called Earth 300, which is going to have the world's best scientists apparently going through and taking samples of the the ocean um, because they feel like the the ocean is dying. So they're trying to figure out how to how to cure that. And uh, the final thing that we'll talk about before we wrap up and get out of here is. The Olympics is going black. Like, it's fully black. I didn't see 15 black people qualify for the United States to go into the Olympics and be unapologetically black, black culture um, at its finest. And then they also have Kevin Hart and Snoop apparently being commentators for the Olympics. I think that's kind of dope, but it's very interesting, this whole switch. Because the Olympics... Typically, I kind of feel like frowns on black and brown people. And now they're just fully embracing, like, wholeheartedly. Yeah, I feel like um, they're making a good step forward. I think they're capitalizing on on, on working this situation right now with everybody in the Black Lives Matter movement. So it only seems fair that they would try to take advantage of that situation as well. And, you know, I'm happy, man. I'm excited for it. I'm happy for it. I'm glad that they're embracing it because God knows that's been a, a super white situation for the past several hundred years. So now nah, let, let's let's have some entertainment. And I think the world is understanding that entertainment is moving in a different way. You feel me? People's attention. You, you got to keep people's attention at all time. And I think they want to spice things up and just make it exciting. I think they need to because, God, we missed it last year. And I don't know if people – I think they're looking for a way to get people excited to want to stay home to watch the Olympics because everybody and their mama finna be outside in these streets. So <laughs> I think they're just looking for a way to keep people entertained, man. Couldn't deal with it. Couldn't deal with them white commentators this year. Well – Ladies and gentlemen, this is another episode of Dad Hats and Bowties. And before we get out of here, of course, we have, you know, what would Dad say? I don't know. Distinguished, we might post a tough knot. And we are going to get every, we're going to get our schedule in order, y'all. Like, once we get back in, in the fucking studio, it's going to be a lot different in terms of, like, we won't have as many tech issues that ends up fucking up. Uh, when we uh put put episodes out and stuff like that, but um, all right. So, what would dad do? what would dad say? Sometimes you have to feel like like sometimes when you feel like nothing is working, uh, or sometimes you have to feel like nothing is working so that you can start from scratch. Like 
Sometimes you got to keep hitting brick walls. You got to keep running into dead ends. You got to keep feeling like, yo, nothing that I put my energy to is working in my favor so that you can sit yourself down and then just start from scratch. Start going in a whole nother direction. Maybe that job, you know what I mean? Maybe it's just not working out. So maybe it means you do need to be an entrepreneur or maybe your relationship. Maybe y'all just keep hitting a, a brick wall. Maybe you need to start something fresh, something new. Uh, that creativity, that, that creative project, maybe you need to put that down and put your energy into something else. Whatever it is, sometimes you just need to stop hitting your head against the brick wall, sit yourself down, and then start it up from scratch. And that's it. Another episode of Dad Has a Bow Peace.